it's Friday. At this point, Friday feels a lot either like Thursday or Saturday, especially a spring break Friday. But you know what? I'll take it. Today, by the way, is Friday, April 10th. It's day 101 of 2020. And on this day in 1970, 50 years ago, Paul McCartney announced that he was leaving the Beatles for personal and professional reasons. Hi and hello! You have found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. Edit! Or maybe this is the podcast for moms who have nothing but time. (laughs) You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. Momlog, day 26 of the official COVID-19 social distancing protocol. This is our last day of spring break, but if all goes well, it will be the first day that we are owners of a family tent and sleeping bags and camping pads and headlamps. I have no plans to be a serious backpacking, hiking, live off the trail kind of camper. We will start with the backyard and warm up with some car camping. And then maybe, just maybe one day, we'll camp in earnest. This big 10-person tent is something we thought we could use this weekend, but maybe for subsequent weekends too. We were planning to go to Hawaii this summer, but we were just looking at plane tickets and accommodations when this whole pandemic swept in, so it's looking like we'll be saying aloha to bonfires and s'mores and making lays from dandelions instead. Yesterday, Jude and I sat together at the dining room table, which right now is an explosion of cut fabric and elastic and pins, and he asked me to make him a new face mask, one with dinosaurs, and I wondered, is this what he's going to remember? That in the spring of 2020, when he was just nine years old, that his mother sewed him a face mask? That he didn't have a proper goodbye with his third grade classmates? That our Hawaii trip got canceled? Or... Will he remember the baking and the swinging in the hammock and the year we finally got a family tent and started doing weekends away together to spend more time together? I am praying that it's these latter things. Jude didn't have a name for seven whole days after he was born. He was born at home about two and a half weeks earlier than his due date. I had a new puppy, Noodles. I was trying to sew all the bedding and curtains and decor for his bedroom, and in all my hustle and bustle, we hadn't settled on a name. We didn't know if Jude would be a boy or a girl, so we had a list of possible boy names and girl names. I lobbied so hard for the name Ace, just because Ace Adams sounded like a cool rodeo name, (laughs) a name that could fit on the back calf of a pair of boots. Reminder, we were living in Texas at the time, and my Texas pride especially for a person who had only lived there for a few years at that point, my Texas pride was at an all-time high. But I never did find a middle name to go with Ace and Chris, who bears a blurry-eyed resemblance to Jim Carrey, was wary. He could not shake the notion that if we were to have a son named Ace, that he may be called Ace Ventura Pet Detective for all of his life. So for boy names, our top contenders were Jude and Grover. Which was my grandpa's name before you give an incredulous, what? (laughs) But when Jude made his early arrival, we hadn't chosen between the two. So 
after he was born, we played around with both the names for days until my midwife reminded me that she'd have to turn in a record of birth. So if he didn't have a name by the time the paperwork was due, we would have to jump through some legal paperwork hoops to get it changed from baby boy Adams to whatever we intended his name to actually be. And here's a fun fact. My friend Julie, well, her younger brother went to get a passport in high school and discovered that their parents never completed that official paperwork for a legal name change. And because he needed the passport for a school trip to Europe, he had to get baby boy O'Boyle, his last name, on the passport. We could not let this happen to baby boy Adams. A week after Jude was born, I woke up from an afternoon nap and saw Chris sitting in our rocker, rocking our newborn baby, and it unearthed a memory that had been years and years old. I remembered Chris rocking an imaginary baby when we were just dating, and he was whisper shouting slash singing, Hey Jude. Not the Hey Jude part, you know, the Hey Jude, or the upbeat, na, 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 na. No, he was whisper shouting the raucous, Judy, 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 part from the end. And I remember thinking that that was so ridiculous and that we'd be terrible parents because we couldn't even get lullabies right. So I looked over and I said, his name is Jude, Jude Christopher. You sure, Chris asked? Absolutely. And that's how Jude got his name. Chris wants me to add that we also loved that Jude was Jesus's brother and it's a book in the Bible. But I had always said I'd name my kids after Beatles songs. Reminder, I had said I would probably never become a mother, but if I were to become a mother, I'd have a son named Sergeant Pepper and another named Revolver and a daughter named Abby Road. And if I had a fourth, I'd have to consider Rubber Soul as a name, no matter the gender. I feel like Jude is a fair compromise. Today's episode is made possible by two sponsors. Thrive Cosmetics, and Skylight. My friend Sarah texted me yesterday and asked, what are your favorite Thrive products? I got my first Thrive products a month ago and placed a second order right after that because I loved everything I tried in the first box. But if I had to choose a favorite, it would be Thrive's famous liquid lash extension mascara. I've gotten lash lifts before as well as actual lash extensions, but I don't think I'll ever do that again now that I've found Thrive. If you haven't heard of Thrive Cosmetics, you need to know that they have a mission that is truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to nonprofit partners that include organizations that aid women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic dispute, and fighting cancer. They're known for their high quality, long lasting makeup, like their mascara, and all Thrive products are vegan and cruelty free and formulated without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. But in addition to their famous makeup, they also have skincare. I use the Bright Balance 3-in-1 Cleanser every day because better than anything else I've used, it dissolves all my makeup, even my eye makeup, and leaves my skin soft and comfortable. If you've ever been curious about Thrive Cosmetics, they are offering today, by the way, friends, a 15% discount. Start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash today and use code today for 15% off your first purchase. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E, medics.com slash today, code today for 15% off. That's thrivecosmetics.com slash today, code today. I know these days we are losing track of the days, 
but you need to get Mother's Day on your radar, which is one month from today, May 10th. I love my in-laws and consider myself to be an excellent gift giver, but I don't know if I've ever been able to top what we gave them last Christmas. Have you heard of Skylight? It's a touchscreen photo frame that you can email photos to and they appear in seconds so mom can see your favorite moments. Multiple people can send photos to the frame so she gets photos of our kids but also of her grandkids in Florida and the newest grandbaby who lives in Boston. The frame sets up in just under 60 seconds and even the most tech challenged will be able to do it. Honestly, it's just plug it in and connect the Wi-Fi and enjoy. And if you're vying for favorite offspring, you can preload it with your favorite photos for a special Mother's Day gift. Send pictures that she didn't even know you had. With all that's going on in the world, I can't think of a better gift to help you feel more connected to your loved ones. Right now, as a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com btw and enter code btw. That's right. To get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash BTW and enter code BTW. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash BTW. And now back to the show. For today's Good Time, Good Deal segment, it might be time for you to get a new pair of sandals. I've been wearing Tom's shoes ever since their very beginning in 2006. I bought my first pair of Tom's out of an Airstream trailer the founder was driving across the country and raising awareness about the brand and the Tom's one-for-one model. Tom's has a lot of different styles now, not just those canvas slip-ons they got famous for. Their leather sandals are great, and I am in the market for a new pair. So I was delighted to see that right now, Tom's is 25% off and free shipping with code TOMS25. And as of April 1st, every Tom's purchase will directly support giving partners that are responding to COVID-19, both at home and abroad. They have pledged to give one-third of their net profits to partners like International Medical Corps, AmeriCares, and the Crisis Text Line. And if that's not enough, in Rakuten, there's an 8% cashback bonus for Tom's.com. So, the yellow Sicily sandals I have my eye on are $69.95. Yikes. That code, though, knocks them down to $52.42, and then Rakuten will put $4.20 in my PayPal account, which means that I would save $21.69. That's a pretty good deal for something I was planning to buy anyway. And a new pair of sandals goes with this week's community challenge. Look down for a second, will you? At your feet. It might be time for you to do something about your toenails. Bless. <laughs> Yesterday, I put on my sandals for the first time this year, and I was like, wow, let's cut and paint these toenails immediately. Somehow, in this isolation, I've been taking pretty good care of my skin, but I have been ignoring my nails. So this week, find some time and treat yourself to a nice at-home pedicure or manicure. I don't need to see photos of your feet, please. No one needs foot photos on their Instagram, but if you want to show off your home spa setup, please do. Tag that photo with TBTW Challenge. And fine, fine, if you want to show off your pedicure too, go for it. Just don't blame me if anti-feet people unfollow you or if you end up on a foot fan forum. Okay? Okay. When I prep the show, I get deep into the weeds in my research rabbit trails 
and I learned so much stuff about the Beatles early, early this morning as I was writing this episode. First off, let me just say that I'm a big fan of the Beatles. That's not revolutionary or anything. I mean, it's the Beatles. But to paint you a picture, I grew up with my dad's Beatles records in my possession. I had his Abbey Road, Rubber Soul, and White albums. I am devastated that somehow between college and me moving to California, they got lost. Someone told me that my uncle had them in storage, but I also heard that my cousin had them at one point. So who knows? Everybody's moved a lot since then. My dad died when I was three, and he was in the military and moved around internationally a lot, so I don't have many things of his because he didn't own a lot of things. But I did have his Beatles albums, and I loved the Beatles because I thought maybe he did too. When I was in high school, the Beatles anthology was released to CD, and I listened to every song and memorized every word and read and reread the liner notes. I hung pictures of the Beatles in my room. I started wearing bell bottoms and polyester shirts, certain that I was meant to be a teenager in the late 1960s and not the 1990s. So needless to say, I thought I knew a lot about the Beatles. But here are three astounding things that I read about them that I never knew before. Number one, when the Beatles broke up on this day in 1970, none of them were even 30 years old. I was trying to do the math for the intro and I was like, wait a second, if they broke up 50 years ago, Paul McCartney must be like 90. No, he's not. He's only 77. So Paul and George were 27, which is the same age as Selena Gomez and Miley Cyrus right now when the band broke up. And John and Ringo were 29, which is the same age as Ed Sheeran right now. John and Paul met when Paul was 15, and that's when they started their first band together. How did I not realize they were so young? They were babies. Okay, back to John Lennon had a band called the Quarrymen, which Paul joined at age 15, and the band would change the lineup and the names. They were known as Johnny and the Moondogs, the Rainbows, British Everly Brothers, Long John and the Silver Beatles, and finally, the Beatles. This is the part I didn't know. John Lennon is usually credited with changing the spelling to Beatles, B-E-A-T-L-E-S, to reflect beat music in the beat generation. I just thought he spelled it that way to be cool. Okay, lastly, number three. At one point in their career, before things got acrimonious, they chose each other for their dream quarantine team. In 1967, the Beatles bought a private island in Greece with the hopes of living there together with their manager and trusted friends and their families away from screaming fans. The large island had four smaller islands around it, one for each of them in their private villa. They later sold the island when they were breaking up before any development had begun. But the value of the island went up a little bit, so they did make about $14,000 off of it, which they split. I love that they had that. I make jokes all the time that it would be my dream to have a big plot of land and to parcel it out among family and friends. We could raise bees and baby goats and have a big garden and a working farm. How, how insane is it that at ages 24 and 26, they purchased islands in Greece? 
Okay, friend, that's it for today. Tonight is Friday Night Face-Off with Jessica Quirk at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Instagram Live. To join, you have to be on a mobile device or install the Instagram Stories Chrome extension on your computer. But from your phone, all you have to do is follow my personal Instagram account at Indiana Adams or Jessica's at Jessica J. Quirk, and you'll see a notification pop up when we go live. And there will be a colorful circle around our profile photos where the stories are. Click on that and you can listen to us banter while doing a sheet mask. I'm going to ask her about the golden days of blogging and how she really feels about the new crop of influencers these days. So join us. Ask us questions or just eavesdrop. Next Friday, a week from today, I would love to have an episode featuring your voice. Yes, you. I'd love for you to send me a voice memo or to leave me a voxer telling me what's been good about your quarantine. And then share something you miss. Just say your name and where you're from at the beginning of the message, and I will take care of the rest. Email that to indiana at todaybytheway.com or leave a Voxer message for me at Indiana Adams. I have a big dream of helping this to become a community with a podcast and not a podcast with a community because this is our show that we create together, but we're also dreaming up some pretty great stuff that we can do together in other areas too. Be sure you're signed up for our weekly emails at todaybytheway.com so that you are in the know about all the good things coming your way. Our website is also where you can find today's show notes, which is the easiest way to nab those promo codes we talked about or to go deeper about things we discussed. Happy 101st day of the year, friend. You are doing the thing. You are hanging in there. You are getting through this. And we are right here alongside you. Today is a new day, and friend, I'm cheering you on.